You're listening to The Plan Podcast, episode number 29. Today we're talking about one of my biggest passions and favorite topics ever in the history of topics, (laughs) hydration. It might not be the sexiest or most glamorous of topics. In fact, you're probably sitting there right now wondering if you can really stick out a 30-minute show about water. But let me just promise you this. Today's episode could change the trajectory of your life. And not just your health, it could change the way your brain functions, the way you work, how productive you are, how well you communicate or process information, your life expectancy. It could literally impact every aspect of your life. And if you don't believe me, just keep on listening. Thanks for tuning in to The Plan Podcast. We don't know everything, but we're putting together a plan to figure it out. One topic, an episode at a time. If your goal is to live better, do better, or be better, then this is the podcast for you. So grab your favorite pen, folks, and let's make some plans with your host, Danny Bruflot from Time is Honey. All right, Danny, let's get planning. I've talked quite a bit in past episodes about my personal experience with kind of hitting a rock bottom with my health and needing to make major changes in my life one of which was hydration. So back in 2010, at the suggestion of a nutritionist, I started drinking at least 80 ounces of water each day and eating a more plant-based whole foods diet. I lost weight and my weight stabilized. I had more energy than I ever knew was possible. My skin looked great. My digestion improved. But perhaps most importantly, my brain felt awake and I was amazed by the rate at which I could come up with and execute my ideas. I really never looked back, and water is still one of my favorite topics ever. (laughs) I immediately started singing the praises of water. Being hydrated has quite literally become part of my brand and my overall message, but it wasn't until recently that I realized that I was leaving out an entire piece of this puzzle. It wasn't just my increase in water consumption that had me energized and feeling great. It was also the increase in the amount of plants that I was eating. So let me explain this just a bit further, but this requires me to back up a little bit and tell you a story. So one of my goals in life is to write a book, and I've been working on putting together a book proposal, part of which requires you to research books that have already been published on your chosen topic. So there I am on Amazon conducting this market research, and there aren't a ton of books about drinking water or hydration. Like I said, it is not the sexiest subject matter, But I decided to go ahead and order a few of these highest rated ones and just see what they're all about. Obviously, it's a subject matter I'm interested in anyway. And one of the books was called Quench, which had been released a few months earlier. So these books arrive in the mail and I open up the book called Quench and I just start reading it instantly and I like fly through it in a couple of days. It explains that new research has emerged that shows us that water actually has a fourth phase. So like in elementary school, we all learned the four, the three phases of water, which were liquid, ice, and vapor. And now science is showing us that there's a fourth phase called gel. If you have ever soaked chia seeds or had a chia pudding or perhaps had kombucha with chia seeds floating in it, you've seen gel water firsthand. Gel water is what forms around the chia seed, you know, when they get kind of like swollen and slimy. (laughs) Um, So that's what happens when a chia seed comes in contact with liquid. And it's kind of interesting to note that it's a desert dwelling plant is where the chia seed comes from. And this plant through evolution has gotten really smart at storing even tiny amounts of hydration and moisture. So this gel water is present not just in chia seeds, but in a lot of our food, especially plant-based food. And this gel state of water is 10% more viscous than liquid. 
It's not a major difference, but the way that this water benefits our bodies is actually pretty significant. Gel water has two major benefits. It is more hydrating than plain water, and it conducts electricity more efficiently. The health benefits of being optimally hydrated are pretty obvious, right? It prevents disease. So the more hydrated you are, the less likely you are to get sick. Even seasonal illnesses, um, because it does help boost your immune system when you're hydrated, but also long-term and chronic illnesses. And then conducting electricity is also vital because it is how our brain sends signals to every other part of our body. And the more efficient the system is, the faster and clearer we are able to think and function. So this was the moment when I realized that the benefits I felt back when I started trying to improve my health weren't only because I was drinking more water. It was completely combined with the fact that I had also shifted towards a diet that was focused more on whole foods, which meant I was eating significantly more plants or gel water. And I realized that I was doing a total disservice to anyone who follows me if I am only encouraging you to drink more water because you really need to be combining it with eating more plants as well. Because, and this is important, true hydration isn't just about how many ounces you can guzzle in a day. It is about how much water your body absorbs. So how do you get your body to absorb more water? Well, we're going to talk about that next. All right, so after I finished reading the book Quench, which took me like no time at all, I started doing the Quench method, which is outlined in the back of the book. And I noticed an immediate difference. You know, I have spent most of the past decade hydrated, drinking around 100 to 150 ounces of water a day. And my biggest takeaway from this book is that if someone like me, who was already living pretty healthy and hydrated, can notice a difference on the quench method, the average person is going to be amazed by what it can do for them. So after just like 24 hours, I noticed that my eyes looked brighter and the skin under my eyes was more like plump. After five days on the quench method, I had lost three pounds. My focus and energy increased even more. And I found that my hydration was more like long lasting and sustained, I guess. And fair to say, I'm not going back to the way I was hydrating before ever. In Quench, the authors lay out all of the emerging research about gel water, how it works in our bodies, and provide you with a simple plan for integrating optimal hydration into your life. And I can say with complete confidence that this book has changed my life and it has already become one book that I kind of always have at my side. It's more of like a manual and even a cookbook for me. I always have it handy and reference it multiple times throughout the day, even now, almost two months after reading it. So I could really just never do this book justice in a blog post or even a podcast episode, and I really don't want to. I want you to get the book and read it yourself, not only so that you get the full experience and all of the information, but also so that you have it on hand as a resource. But in today's episode, I do want to share enough information so that you feel inspired and perhaps empowered to go ahead and get started. So the quench method is based around three basic principles, drinking for maximum absorption, getting more of your water from food, and using movement to distribute hydration throughout your body. So let's break each one of these down just a little bit more to talk about what might be involved in each of them. So the first one, drinking for maximum absorption. This means drinking water at key times throughout the day such as first thing after waking up, before meals, or after exercise. Knowing when to drink water helps you replenish your body before it even has the chance to feel the effects of even mild dehydration. The second one, getting more of your water from food. And this one is pretty self-explanatory, but it means increasing the number of plants you are eating each day because plants are the best source of gel water. 
And then the third one, using movement to distribute hydration throughout your body. And this one was kind of hard for me to wrap my head around at first. And this doesn't mean that you have to like start a rigorous exercise program. It's almost like the opposite of that. But when we're sedentary, our body can struggle to distribute the hydration that we're taking in to the areas that really need it. So making sure that we are moving throughout the day is really important. And the authors encourage you to integrate micro movements is what they kind of call them into your day. And the book really gives you tons of great recommendations for these like simple little movements and stretches that you can do at different points throughout the day. And it might be, you know, just a couple simple stretches that you do first thing when you wake up. Another tip that they give is like if you work in an office, removing the waste paper basket from your desk so that when you have something to throw away, you have to get up, which might kind of double the amount of times you get up from your desk in the day. But that's really important. More than anything, though, this third point is really just to help you become like more aware of the fact that you are a body of water, that water is found in basically every single cell in your body, and that it doesn't just happen magically. Regular movement throughout the day helps this process. So again, those three principles that the quench method is focused on are drinking for maximum absorption, getting more of your water from food, and using movement to distribute hydration throughout your body. And like I said, the book has this five-day quench plan outlined in the book that gives you like all the details for everything you need to eat and drink for five days. It also gives you all the exercises and different ideas and suggestions for the movement. And it has so many pages of recipes of really hydrating, nourishing foods. So once you have the book, you have everything you need to like incorporate these three things into your life. And what the method does is helps your body absorb more hydration. Because as I said earlier, true hydration isn't about how many ounces you can guzzle in a day. It's about how much water your body absorbs. When you are hydrating in this way, water absorbs more deeply into your body and cells, helping with all sorts of bodily functions. But my favorite one and the one that's in the book that stood out the most to me was the way the authors describe the role hydration plays in our fascial system. So do me a favor. This is going to be an interactive episode. (laughs) Take your right index finger, reach up and tap yourself on the tip of your nose. Just that one simple movement required tons of tiny electric signals to go from your brain down your arm into all your muscles in order to tell them exactly how to move to lift your arm up and direct your finger right to the tip of your nose. That's right. Our brain communicates using electric signals. And do you know what is really good at conducting electricity? Water. (laughs) Fascia is a gossamer-like material, sort of resembling saran wrap, that we have throughout our entire body, just miles and miles of it. And it helps connect all of our tissues and hold our muscles onto our skeletons. And it acts as both an irrigation and communication system for our body. So the more deeply we are hydrated, the more hydrated this fascial tissue is, and the more efficiently and effectively our brain can communicate with our entire body. Understanding this fascial system really helped me understand why changing my diet and water intake impacted my brain so much. It wasn't just something that I was imagining. It was real, and there was science to back it up. This is just one of the many aha moments that I had while reading the book, but it is full of them. And I really hope that you'll get a copy and read it. It's just, it's a really fast read. Like I said, a lot of it is recipes and exercise tips, and it's just totally worth your time. So now I wanted to share just a few more tidbits of information, and then we'll wrap this show up with four simple things you could start doing today to help yourself reach optimum hydration. So you ready? Some of these are pretty mind-blowing, so uh, buckle up. More than 70% of us are living with chronic, mild dehydration. 
It takes only a 2% decrease in our hydration to see a measurable cognitive loss. Hydration is at the root of all wellness and chronic mal dehydration could be the cause of a lot of diseases, including diabetes, heart disease, and Alzheimer's. Modern humans are dehydrated not only because we don't drink enough water, but also because we have diets that are largely processed and spend a lot of time indoors with light and heating that further dehydrates our body. Our modern world contributes to further dehydration not only because of our environment or work-life balance, but also because things like stress trigger hormones that use up our energy stores, or being distracted by a text message or a new email, wastes our energy every single time we have to refocus our brains. And these things dehydrate us over and over throughout the day. So I don't know if you were looking for a reason to turn off social media notifications or put that cell phone away while you're working or disable your email notifications, but that's a pretty good reason to do it. We are seeing an increase in concussions among children and doctors are starting to speculate that this chronic dehydration might be playing a role as a dehydrated child will have less fluid to protect and cushion their brain. Understanding fascia and the way that the water works in the body can help you understand why things like massage, so going to get a nice full body massage, or dry brushing, tapping, sound baths, cupping, acupuncture, all these things that might seem kind of woo-woo or luxurious or unnecessary self-care, why they are actually vital parts of our health and self-care, and why these things actually work even if they seem a little bit out there. I'm going to be honest with you, I always thought like sound baths and good vibrations and (laughs) dry brushing tapping, like they're all nice and relaxing, but I just never understood how they could actually have like a direct impact on our health until I started understanding the role that water plays in our body. It can take up to two weeks of proper hydration before you start to feel all the positive impacts on your health. So that means following these methods outlined in Quench and making sure you are meeting them every single day for at least two weeks before you can really say whether or not hydration is working for you. And this one is so important because I think that so many of us have never actually been hydrated long enough to reach this state. So keep that in mind and try to be as consistent as you can. Beep, beep. Okay, sorry to barge in here, but I just wanted to take a really quick break and talk about email newsletters. Do you need to start an email list? Do you need to put together a newsletter or an automation or an online course? Okay, friend, then you need to hear about Flowdesk. So I started using Flowdesk to create my weekly email newsletter, which I send out every Friday. And guess what? I have added over a thousand new people to my email list in just the past few weeks. I was first attracted to Flowdesk because of their pricing model. So most email marketing services charge you per subscriber or per email sent, which sucks because for years I felt unmotivated to grow my list simply because I didn't want to jump from one price bracket to the next, or I'd avoid sending emails out because I didn't want to be charged for it. But with Flowdesk, that is no longer a concern because they charge you just one flat monthly fee no matter how large your list is. It was a game changer for me. So the pricing model got me in the door, but I stayed for the beautiful design wonderful templates, and the fact that they give you free access to an email marketing course taught by none other than Jenna Kutcher herself. Could this really get any better? Yep, it can. I'm going to make it better right now because I'm about to tell you that the cost for Flowdesk is only $38 per month, which is mind-blowing. But then I'm going to tell you that when you head over to planpodcast.com and use the link under the show sponsors to sign up, you'll get Flowdesk for only $19 per month. And friend, that is not a trial period. That is for life. 
So if you are interested in taking Flowdesk for a spin, head over to planpodcast.com. And if you want to know what it looks like, make sure that while you're there, you subscribe to my newsletter, The Weekly Page, where I give you suggestions for things to read, watch, listen to, and enjoy during the week ahead. And that'll give you the opportunity to see how I'm using it and what the emails look like and all the cool stuff that you can do with it. So planpodcast.com, click on the link for Flowdesk under the show sponsors. All right, back to today's show. Well, I love nothing more than a good checklist. So let's wrap this episode up with four simple things that you could start doing today in order to start living life a little more hydrated. So the first tip is to drink a glass of warm lemon water every morning. So like within 20 minutes of waking up, if you add just a small pinch of sea salt, this also adds electrolytes and will help prime your entire system for a day of absorption. So that means that any other water you consume throughout the day is more likely to be absorbed more deeply and not just pass through your system. And I will put a recipe for how I make my morning lemon water in the show notes for today. Tip number two is to drink a green juice or smoothie every day, and this is a fast way to get several doses of fruits and vegetables along with plenty of gel water. You should, of course, also be consciously choosing to eat more plants with each meal, but incorporating a green juice into your daily routine will help ensure that you always meet this mark. Tip number three is to make water accessible throughout your day. So it's better to sip water consistently, and if it's there, we're more likely to do that. So get a great tumbler or water bottle and keep it with you. Take it in the car during your commute. Keep it at your desk. Take it into meetings. Keep it next to your bed when you sleep. I'll put a link to my favorite green juice recipe and also a link to my favorite water cup in the show notes. And finally, tip number four is just to move more. Uh, Remind yourself that the more we sit, the less all this water is able to move around our body and reach the places that we need it to, as well as move out waste and stuff that our body is kind of collecting for us throughout the day. Do what you need to do to help yourself get up regularly. Take a few minutes to stretch or massage your shoulders. Picture that layer of fascia that exists beneath your skin and take care of it throughout regular gentle movement. Honestly, knowing that fascia is there and understanding how it works, I can't stop thinking about it. I think about it all the time. At one point in the book, the authors were like talking about this and they say something about how Just getting more regular movement into your day consistently, even just like tiny little movements, like getting up from your desk once every 45 minutes or so, could have a bigger overall impact on your lifelong health than if you were to get into a really intense fitness routine. And I think that like that really struck me. Like if I just could commit to getting up every hour and doing little micro movements, that could have a bigger impact on my health than if I joined SoulCycle and went three or four times a week. So I can't stress enough how important this is to just get up and do things. And it can be fun things that you enjoy, just going for a walk and listening to a podcast or doing some stretching, you know, do something that you love. So I think that's all I've got for today. More than anything, I wanted to make sure you understand the relationship between hydration and food, because it's something that a lot of us don't think about, and the important role gel water plays in your overall health. I've got a couple of additional resources to share with you before I say goodbye. If you thought that this information was interesting, I would encourage you to read the book Quench by Dr. Dana Cohen and Gina Bria link in the show notes, of course. If you want more helpful tips along with daily hydration reminders, follow my little side project account on Instagram. It's at heyyoudrinkwater. And I post all kinds of little reminders and facts and tidbits there. 
I did the five-day quench plan and that is outlined in the book. And then I also shared every step of it in my Instagram story during the whole week I was doing it. And then I put that into a highlight on my Instagram profile under quench. So if you get the book and you decide to do the five-day quench plan, head over to my Instagram and you can kind of like click through that highlight day by day to see like what the steps are, what recipes I did, all of that. I have that favorite green juice recipe and lemon water recipe. They'll be in the show notes today. Links to purchase the book, all of that. You know where to find it. It's (laughs) plainpodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you in two weeks.